cold open. Yeah, so anyway, I fucking hate women. Oh shit, <laughs> are you recording? Oh, Damn. for fuck's sake. The train now approaching is to Please stand back from the platform edge. Oh my god, guys. Hey, Look who it is. It's your favourite ladies. Have you missed us? Yeah. This is where like we have our little conversation. What have you no, guys been up to? Like, been? Yeah, like, like it's been a while. Girl, and we've missed you. So in case you don't remember, because it's been a it's, it's, it's been, been a, a hot time. minute. We are Sadie. And Cap. And we are Fem FM. Oh, that's so awful. You probably remember that we started back when we were at uni together as a radio show on Burn FM, which was our uni's radio station. Shout out Burn FM, like incredible platform. But we really miss coming and chatting to you guys and showing you tunes. And we realised we can still do that. So Fem FM is now an independent business. Um, so we're coming to you live from well not live this is pre-recorded yeah we're not it's live anymore as we record this today girl um, I'm we're missing now coming out to you this. in podcast form which means you get the tunes but you also get so much more of us talking shit sorry in advance because there's yeah. no one banging on the studio door now being like time so seriously guys <laughs> you have to stop keep it down yeah, so we can do things like it's going to be a very similar premise to us it was before. If you haven't listened to our old stuff, the premise of our show is we play our favourite tunes from female non-binary artists. We just we started FemFM because we wanted to create a platform to elevate artists that we felt didn't get enough recognition and not just to play their songs, but to talk about the music yes. industry in general. And them and their lives and their personalities you know it's because women world. have personalities we do we have hobbies <laughs> like surprise yeah basically we just want to highlight music from uh any people that aren't cis men because we don't we don't need any like they have their airtime they should talk but yeah. now we've also got some fun new segments like agony aunt or agonizing aunties we're gonna be having a little chat about pop culture we're just gonna be talking about like our lives as well because we're very interested um also we're allowed to swear now because we're not being censored by student radio so i think probably we'll just have a segment every week where we just swear best swear word wins like probably like there'll be a good like 25 minutes where i just go like shit female rage mother of bastards fuck on a dog cycle tell him again that's like a medieval like, you'd be locked up in the gallows if you said that in like the 1600s <laughs> I think I'd be tried as a witch in oh any, yeah like... in any like where, where witchcraft was a genuine fear I think both of us would be burned at the stake wait guys really important update Um, I know this is radio so or podcast I know this is audio so you can't tell but I feel like you can there's an elephant in the room. We both have bangs now. Yes, we've been going through some things. Um, <laughs> I mean, we both, the fact that we both cut ourselves bangs in the middle <laughs> of the night. Like, what time did you the do last it? month. Oh, no, mine was daytime. Oh, mine was 3 a.m. daytime with kiddie scissors I found in my childhood bedroom. And me and Kat were meant to have a meeting about Femme FM. And I was like, Kat, can we push it back? Because I decided to cut myself a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I did mine lightly tipsy at 3am. Um, but like, we both look stunning. <laughs> we really 
<laughs> you really look great. Like you can't oh, see, but probably. you can tell. Another segment will just be us talking about how gorgeous we are. Like, like we're catches. The reason that me and Kat work so well as business partners is because we're always on the same wavelength, which is just us getting together and chatting about how hard we both slay. Delusion. But anyway, yes. we thought that because this is our Femme Femme comeback, we would open the show with songs that we would define as comeback songs. Like, think of opening song, walking out into the boxing rink vibes. Like, these are the songs we would choose to walk out, announce that we're here and we're ready to slay. You can't see him. You can't see him. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Yes. What's your comeback song? So excited about this. It's kind of like a very obvious pick for me. Um, If you don't know me, I am a huge Lady Gaga fan. I am obsessed with that woman and everything she does. So the song I have chosen is Applause, which was her lead single from her 2013 album Art Pop, which, by the way, the making of and the release of would be my mastermind topic. Um, and why is this a comeback song to you? Right, if you don't know, on the Born This Way tour, Lady Gaga tore her hip ligament or something, a raggedy hip, as said by Azalea Banks. Um, so she had, to, <laughs> she had to cancel the last leg of her tour. She was, like, locked away, isolated, couldn't, like, walk for, like, six months, became, like, heavily depressed, heavily addicted to drugs, and, like, she was so upset because if you know Lady Gaga, her relationship with her, her fans is everything. So this song was written about how she couldn't perform for her fans and she lives for the applause. She lives to perform, she lives for that connection. And this was the lead single. Um, her comeback being like, yeah, you miss me, I'm back. Now cheer for me. And yeah, it's a, it's a great what song. A good comeback song. It's the comeback song in my opinion. So, here it is. Applause by Lady Gaga. I stand here waiting for you to find the song. To crash the critics saying, is it right or is it wrong? If only fame had an IP, baby, could I bear? Being away from you, I firmly put it. Applause, 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 I live for the applause.
Pop culture wasn't art. Now art's in pop culture in me. Incredible. I could wow. talk for hours about the album art, I about the concept. Art That's mad. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like you wouldn't seeing the words art pop, you wouldn't think that it was about the connection between art and pop. It's so deep and like only real Lady Gaga fans understand. <laughs> no, but it is like I was saying to Cat whilst it was playing, because Cat makes me listen to a lot of Lady Gaga. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and I like her songs but I never think about the lyrics and then Kat always explains them and I'm like wow yeah like this sounds great so I never dig deeper and then I'm like actually she's saying something she's saying something these cats are cooking these cats are truly cooking um so for my comeback song I'm excited for this the thing is I feel like I haven't hit the assignment's nail on the head in the same way as Kat because this is more, it feels like, personally for me, it's a comeback song. So I've chosen a song that I actually previously played on FemFM when we did it with Burn. Um, it is called Magpie by Lava LaRue, but it is the remix that Nia Archives did. It's in so good. It's a banger. It goes hard. The thing about me, yeah, one thing about me is I love a jungle remix. I yep. will make anything a jungle remix. I shouldn't have Dex. No, you've done some pretty shocking stuff. What's the worst jungle remix you've made? Oh, um, was it Wuthering Heights? No, it was Babushka. It was Babushka. That was a drum and bass remix. That's one of your remixes. <laughs> I did a jungle remix of Suddenly I See by Katie Tunstall. Oh, that went kind of hard. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was that like genuinely good. Um, I wanted to play a jungle remix of our classic of the week because we're still doing a classic. Oh, obviously. But Kat said we should stick with the original. Uh, so this song came out in 2021 after Magpie. The original song came out in, I believe, 2020. For me, it's always felt like a comeback song because the original song Magpie by Lava is quite like a... It's chill. Acoustic, chill song that came out when I was like quite sad and it was quite an angsty song we fully bonded over the song yeah we really bonded over Love 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 is probably the reason FemFem exists dead ass but I was like quite just sad and listening to this song and then this remix came out and it was before Neo Archives was like as big as she is now Um, and I was like whoa hang on a minute and then that was my like song of the summer. Oh, like, it's for such me, a it was song. Like, like right comeback. now, we're sat by Sadie's window. The sun is shining in, and this just feels like the perfect song. And it's four twenty. <sighs> yeah, so it is. But also, you know, it's a comeback in the sense that this is a song that got a whole new life out of this reboot. Very that. It also really did a lot for Nia Archive's career because this was like her one of her first, first big ones. projects. And look at her now. Look at her now. When we played her on FemFem before, I was like, yeah, you guys might 
<laughs> not everyone's her. heard of me archives. This is like if we were doing like Men FM and I was like, so have you heard of Fred again? Have you heard of Radiohead? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just a banging tune. Great sunny day. Yeah, I don't oh. I don't think you should like get yourself down for not picking a nail on the head comeback song. I took the theme quite literally, but this is if you came out the boxing ring and this was playing, I'd be scared. You should be scared anyway. I could take you. You could actually, that's not a lie. I'm not even <laughs> gonna deny it. You could you would ruin me. Here's my fight. <laughs> in the beginning was the bass and the treble. Hot to lava. Why can't you just sit right next to me? Break it and then take my We got three for a girl that my heart avoids And four times and more time my ups rejoice But I keep you, don't rewind, we're carbon boys And too many men can't stand, see hold hands with a bad girl like me And too many guys that nice with a bright lights but they ain't pure like me And how many times when I ask her role, trying to class when a category But this is how I see, stronger all these men are weak But look, I see he free we just sip our tea, avoid toxic energy This is where our people be From the ten to the east From my uncles to our niece If you with me here to be London City set me free <laughs> Jungle Ninja, Jungle Ninja. 
Lava, utter flames, sin, yeah, emancipation, proclamation, signs of the revolution, yo, yo. Musically than I am. No, no, it's this, we're in the scam. Should we just sing it together? Like next, that we've got a segment called where we're gonna have someone write in every week with a problem that Mummy and Mummy can solve. Yeah. Um, we haven't actually told anyone that we're coming back. That we are. We're recording this episode in secret. Not very, like, we've, I've just posted a be real. We just put it on, <laughs> our, stories on our stories. We've got things on our like, a really provocative, what a nice day to Can't take us anywhere. But, um, hypothetically, we would love for you guys to write in and send us agony aunt questions. Yeah, we'll try Instagram. and put, like, um, a non-anonymous, an anonymous link. An anonymous link, or we can also do it via question function on our Instagram. Yeah, plenty of you want to be known. We can do an anonymous link. Let us know if you would like to be anonymous. Our Instagram is, as always, at fem.fm. And one like on the Instagram, we are making a TikTok. If we get one like. <laughs> if we get one like, we'll we're making a TikTok. A TikTok. But somehow, someone must have known we were doing a show today because they've written <laughs> in so with a question. And it's, it's who could it be? It's right, not you do me. the honours. We've got a quite a heartfelt letter, mm. if you want to. From a yourself. pretty, I, I, you know, I get the vibe that they're quite sexy as well from their note. Just the so, handwriting. Thanks, anonymous cooler. I feel like I should do like a panorama filter so you can't hear me. Oh, like a muffled one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So this <clears throat> anonymous listener has written in with a question. Dear FemFM, I'm a long-time listener and huge fan, especially of the fit one from South London. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I need some advice. After a four-month hiatus, I've decided to reinstall the dating app Hinge. I feel like I'm ready to get back on the dating scene, but literally every single person I've encountered on there seems to belong in a cavernous swamp. How would you recommend putting myself back out there? Yours sincerely, set anonymous listener. Right. That was beautiful. They, they seem to have a thing for you, though. Like, <laughs> I know. You if I was answering this question directly, I would say to this anonymous source to ask Sadie out. <laughs> that's that's how you put yourself out there. But I think me and Kat have had a lot of conversations about 
dating and dating apps and meeting people in this mental horrible horrible world world post covid dating app film social media influenced yeah. as well i think it, it the larger like question here is like are dating apps a good way to meet people yeah and what i have are thoughts and opinions on for? this and i mean me and kat are just an echo chamber of giving advice to each other yeah but we give pretty good advice so what would you say Okay, I have thoughts and feelings about dating apps. I gave up Hinge for Lent. Can I just um, say, yeah, she gave up Hinge for Lent. Okay, I downloaded I it for gave one up Hinge day. For four months. I yeah. literally, ju- this listener literally <laughs> just the anonymous source reinstalled it a few days ago. You had it for five minutes. You can yeah, even get I had past to delete the, the prompts, prompts because everyone was so horrible. Yeah, firstly, I couldn't get past the prompts. Then I tried again, and I couldn't get past just the the barrage of goblins yeah it's bad but i had a new year's resolution that i wasn't gonna reinstall hinge until i changed jobs so you had a cool job to put in your bio because yeah i used to be a gallery assistant and that was a really sexy job it's to be a able sexy to job i think bartender is a sexy job that's what i've got yeah, mine now my new job is um spa receptionist which is pretty Garder sexy garden with massages anyway sorry continue i just wanted it to be known that i deleted hinge for long yeah so i um how long have i been single for like two years now um and in these two years i've done a lot of like realizing you know like kylie jenner meme where she's like this is the <laughs> yeah. year for realizing things that has been me and i'm at a stage now where i can like happily say that i like myself and I know my value, and I know I have high value. Basically, I'm a catch. Um, As a high value. <laughs> I'm a high value man. I'm sorry about it. Um, Hinge is. I think the premise of it is good, but the people who are on it aren't on it for the reasons that I'm on it. And I used to be on it for quote unquote the wrong reasons. I think that most of the people on that app are on there for serotonin and validation and for the fun swipey game. Mm. It's smash or pass, but in real life. And the thing that I hate about Hinge is that it commodifies love. Like your your profile, like you create it yourself and you're putting out a certain image of yourself that it's not genuine because it has been curated by you and it's the idea of you mm. that you want to put out on the idea of the you that you think is the most quote unquote desirable and like you know I, I, we do this like we'll swap phones and we'll play hinge and like but like so when I, I didn't have it I was just like Kat, can, can I, I go, go on hinge <laughs> got any games on your phone yeah hinge but now that I have it I I have had the app again for what three days i have no match i have one match but it's my housemate yeah because it's like hey what are <laughs> you doing like, here be funny because i've not said yes to a single person that's liked me and i have not liked a single person but then i'm just like what am i actually doing because there's no one on here that i even vaguely want within 10 feet of me i'm just swiping but this is the thing it's a video game the way it is like I feel like meeting people in real life first of all is so hard we both work in hospo at the moment and it's like the only way you can like meet people is the people you work with or customers and like the only people who ask for bartenders numbers are sleaze bags sleaze bags so it's like how do you meet people and I think the reason I'm on Hinge and I'm happy this might sound intense but I think it's a healthy way to look at it I am on Hinge to find the love of my life 
which sounds scary i am dating to find the love of my life but that's at least that's you know intentional dating with intention is so important like there's a lot of people on there who are there just to be like play a game or even if you're on there just for casual hookups and casual sex that's still a valid reason but you have to be honest about it so many people are playing games and you know when you go on tiktok and it's like 10 ways to make him obsessed with you it's like ignore him for a week and then say a mean thing and then say a lovely thing and then ignore him for another week it's like girl why can't we just be genuine Mm. people are so scared to admit that they crave romance and people are so scared to admit everyone does i don't know if i necessarily my dating goals are that intentional but you know I just kind of want to go on dates and have a silly and goofy time. And that's, but that's fine. Still a that's such a that's valid. And that's an intention to lead with. Yes, you have to know what you want before you go out and seek it because so many people don't know why they're on there or they're doing it because of like social pressure or for validation or for sex or because they really want a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever or a partner. Um it's about knowing what you want and doing what you can to seek it like i'm at a point now where like if i go on a date with someone and i'm not vibing with them i'll just be like it was really nice getting to know you but i don't see this going anywhere problem solved no time wasted i'm sick and tired of playing games i'm all gamed out communication is key but the thing with hinge and i like the whole commodifying love thing the you don't get a sense of a person until you meet them and it's so weird like yeah. going through photos and silly little jokes like prompts and being like i will or won't meet this person my aim is get out of the app as soon as possible like you don't want to have a week talking to someone on this app and then never go for a drink with them because you don't get a sense of a person everyone's putting on a performance but then that's what's scary is that you also can't, you can't really know Trust anything anyone. about anyone no but more that like so you know my only match on Hinge is my housemate yeah. who is like a best friend of both of us yeah he's a good pal um, we love him he's like the only straight white man who's a friend of the show <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> but like I matched with him because he's my housemate so I know he's one of my favourite people in the world if I'd have just seen his profile I would have just swiped past him as well and then I worry, am I being Cold. too judgmental? Sorry, Curtis, I know you're listening. Yeah, people are way too It's picky. not because you have also a fleece on in every single Oh, yeah, they're good fleeces. Um, but I'm just like, also, I worry that when I reinstall Hinge, I am giving myself this, like, superiority complex. Oh, yeah. But actually, you can't know any more about me than I can know about you. And am I just deciding that you're not a person worth getting to know because you were like... You're wearing what do shoes. I order for the table? <laughs> People are too picky because they'll like swipe because they're wearing weird shoes or they don't like their trousers or they're posing funny which is so strange to judge people in that way the best way to meet people is authentically but then there's a whole question of how do you do that well, that's the other like question is that I don't feel that dating apps really work for me clearly I just don't really get on with them it's not a way that I find it fun to meet people i see hinge in the same way that i see the mobile game 2048 yes i just like swiping i'm (laughs) much better at 2048 i'm so good at 2048 it's insane you're quite bad at hinge well in a metric way i've never gotten to 2048 on hinge but what is the alternative in like the society we live in now 
God, that's such a podcast statement. We but live in a society. In, our, in a society where dating and meeting new people is being so like reduced to dating apps, what's the next alternative? I think the best way... When you feel like you actually want to date. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, I, I'm in a place where I want a relationship and I don't know how to go about getting one because I feel like, first of all, half people on the dating apps aren't there for a relationship. Mm. And how do I meet people? Because the only people I meet are my colleagues or customers and none of that's appropriate. I mean, the last date I went on was with someone I met at the bus stop. Yeah, that, this is the thing. I'm going on a date tonight with somebody... Like a friend of a friend. I got set up. I was complaining to my friend at work, like, oh God, being single sucks. Do you have any single friends? And she was like, yeah. And then like- I think that's so cool that you got set up. It's so old fashioned. I'm very excited because it's like- I think that's good. And also I feel like because they're friends, I can trust my friend's friend, if that makes sense. Mm. There's something so scary about going on a date with someone who you don't know Mm. because it's all isolated through an app. Yeah. and it's also like the person you're going on a date with is a man and the person that's vouching for them is not a man and it's it's shitty to have to worry about stuff like that oh but it God, does feel terrifying. a bit safer to be like okay here's someone who's not yeah. a man who vouches for someone I trust to not be trusts them killer. yeah this is the thing the advice I have isn't great because we're all so struggling with this um my mum's advice um well, my mum's genuine of dating advice was for me this is what she said she said I should sit in a cafe and wait for who comes along <laughs> so my pl- my advice is my final advice is look hot and sit in a cafe and the love of your life will walk in which is all we do all we do and then talk about how hot we are in the cafe loudly which is probably why people don't approach us yeah we <laughs> we're just sat in the corner with our like matches and a massive croissant going like we're so hot what Pastry you guys everywhere. need to know is that if we weren't recording Femme FM right now we would literally be sat here having the this exact conversation. same conversation but yeah to anonymous reader um, the best advice I can give you is first of all know your own value before you seek value from others um, and the thing with Hinge is we do seek that validation from others mm. know yourself first and get to know yourself first because once you know yourself kind of that law of attraction thing follows and you can't know what you want unless you don't unless you know yourself is that if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else (laughs) that's my advice and also it sounds cliche and i'm i'm giving this advice to myself it's kind of like a it'll happen when it happens you can't force these connections it will happen when it happens and i've said this to people and had it said to me so many times over the years about everything not just about dating yeah it gets exhausting you're like when's it gonna happen then Um, but sometimes i'm like well obviously it will happen when it happens because it can be anything and everything happens all the time everything everywhere all all at once (laughs) but it like i don't know everything this is i'm gonna have to cut this out because it's <laughs> but you just have to believe that all the good things come along when they're meant to you can't force we only know each other because i was going through an awful time and took an awful job yeah where we, we then met circumstances while meeting we were both pretty miserable people and now <laughs> look at us we have a podcast look how things are going how for us we both have bangs how could we, be miserable we literally both have bangs so um actually the main I think the main taking of dating in this modern age is like don't be too hard on yourself like it's 
it's horrible out there and you feel so many pressures from so many external factors mm. and keep the faith and in yourself call me <laughs> yes so that was maybe terrible advice maybe good advice how do um, we close out the segment um that's all folks no, let's go the same way. Like after three, we'll say the same word. Three, two, one. Slay. Slay. Easy. Back on track, right. baby. Next We're song back. is a pick from Cat. What are we playing next? Right. This is a very exciting pick. Um, a kind of new introduction. This artist from me. Um, last week or the week before, um, I went to Cardiff to go see Big Thief, and the support act was this band called Lorraine. Um, Lorraine is the like experimental music project of Taja Cheek. Um, the band is called Lorraine because it's the name of her late mother. It's spelled L apostrophe Rain. Um, and the song I've chosen is the lead single from their second album, um, which is called Fatigue. Um, and this song is called Two Face. And Lorraine's music is incredible like seeing it live I'd never listened to them before and you were placed in soundscape like so stunning so beautiful but I have accidentally screwed myself over with this song pick um it's a really groovy song um herself with this song yeah I think it's very fun vibes but I like googled what it was about to talk about it and this is the direct quote from Lorraine um, this is a song about a falling out with a friend. The friend was a Gemini, hence the title Two-Face. Um, I'm a Gemini and I am deeply offended. Um, but yeah, she said about this song that is a disjointed imaginary conversation between us. The spooky parts of the song have the most optimistic lyrics and the sunny parts have the bleakest lyrics. The song is mostly a reflection on regret because the dissolution of our friendship was absolutely my fault and it still haunts me. And that's why I like this song because it's very like disjointed like kind of the only I'm gonna say this is gonna sound it sounds honky tonk it sounds honky tonk honky tonk like it has honky tonk vibes at the beginning like the kind of like staccato manic piano and then like the bleaker lyrics and I've not heard this one properly Lorraine makes beautiful soundscapes and I've explained this terribly um but check out the album Fatigue also their debut self-titled album is beautiful um, but yeah this is a 2021 album this is the lead single I will stop butchering the meaning of the song uh, yeah this is Two Face by the way
honky tonk. That was great. I really liked that. The the like breakdown at the end was lovely. And the little like staccato saxophone mm, bits, like saxophone. so groovy. Yeah, that was a great song. I really so good. It. Like they're incredible. And seeing them live was stunning. Yeah, because you said the drummer was insane. The drummer was one of the best drummers I've ever seen live. But like, I was asking Sadie about this. Um, If there's any other drummers listening, they had, um, I don't know if it was painted on because I was quite far away, but it looked like they had like circles cut out in the symbol. I don't know what effect that had, but I don't know what it means. I'm so intrigued by that because that would, what would that do to the sound? Exactly. Well, you know, I'm very intrigued. I'm gonna, if you know, let us know. Mm. Anyway, after that lovely song, I'm gonna massively kill the vibe. Yeah, this with is a really devastating, really depressing. Song. <laughs> My next song is "I Won't Always Love You," and it is one of the new songs from Black Country New Road. Why are you playing Black Country New Road off MFM? <laughs> you will cry. We can hear you. Well, if you're a Black Country New Road fan, a you real will fan. Know. If you're a real fan, <laughs> you're a real fan. Um, you'll know that they've had a big drama in the last year because their frontman lead singer Isaac uh, left the band. And yeah, he's living in, I think, a cake shop now. He works in a cake he's shop. Living in a cake shop. He works in a cake shop. He's like baking and stuff, yeah, and like living on a farm or something. The other day looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, good, you know, good for him. It, yeah, exactly. It like I think he's like in, engaged or married now as well. Like wow. he's living his best rural life. But he was synonymous with the entire sound of the band. Especially with the success. He has a very success. distinctive voice. And so when they just released their new album, which is a live album called Live at Bush Hall, people were very like sceptical as to what the new vocals would be like and if they'd have one vocalist. Uh, they don't. So they've had three different people doing vocals on this album. And for me personally, there were hits and there were misses. But I absolutely fell in love with this song it's so good it's 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 so sad (laughs) yeah um it's called i won't always love you and the vocalist on it is tyler hyde she previously did like backing vocals and also bass in the band she's really cool man she's a really cool chick she um in south london big shout out to south South london in South London runs a monthly event called Ladies Night at the Windmill in Brixton Ladies. where she showcases female performers which is very so sick but this this song is so like like Black Country New Road is kind of known for being devastating sad like heart wrenching soul destroying this was sad. a different kind of devastating for Black Country New Road because with Isaac as a vocalist, it was often like, I'm so upset and I'm gonna <laughs> shout about it. Yeah. Whereas this song is like, I'm upset and I'm gonna delicately poise to you the reason it's as a lot why more I'm subtle. Upset. Yeah. It, it really wouldn't be out of place on a Mitski album, is how I feel about the this vibe, song. Yeah. The way that the vocals really delicately balance with like wind instruments at the start. And then it, by the end, it's just like this cacophony of sound. It's good word. Thank you. Good word. Good cacophony. Wow. At the end, the like music just swells, and it's just devastating. There's a lot of lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I've graduated since we last did the show. <laughs> There's not a lot of lyrics. The lyrics are mostly just Tyler saying, "I will always love you," and by the end of the song, she says, "I won't always love you." Damn. Uh, and in. you know we've all been there God, so tell me about I it here's today's mood killer always love you and 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like rocking back and forth, but in a, you know, rocking and rolling back. Rocking, and yeah, forth. it feels like I love songs like that. And I've spoken about this, so I'm going to bring it back to Lady Gaga. I've spoken about this in replay. There's something so good about a song about the way that something's affected you still affecting you, but in a mm. cathartic way where it's See, like, I'm never going to get over this and that's what it is, but it is. Do you know what I mean? It just is. And I'm going to be mad about it for a sec. That's why I love the song so much because there aren't actually that many lyrics, but it gets across the point so well because it works so well with the music. Yeah. Which Black Country New Road does. They're so good at like you know, cathartic releases. So many classically trained musicians. But it is just like you can tell as the song goes on that this is someone spiralling about something that affects them to this day yeah. and someone that affects them to this day. Excuse you. Is that your reply to text alarm? I have crippling ADHD. Yeah, it's got to happen. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know, I, it's I set an alarm every day that's like, reply to text, and then I don't <laughs> reply to text. And if this had instrumentals under it, that could be a Black Country New Road song. Oh, yeah, that noise. Reply <laughs> to text. So I set an alarm. <laughs> anyway. One thing about me and Kat, yeah. Pop culture, pop culture fiends. Fiends. And so we wanted a little segment to discuss pop culture, but we realised if we just did everything in one, we wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. This would be like a three hour long podcast. I know you guys would love that. But you know we have lives, we have we've places got to be. To you know, we've got, we've got better things to do than this. <laughs> so what we did was before recording, we did a little list of ooh, what's some stuff going on in pop some culture? Some things that are happening. What's in the zeitgeist at the moment? And then we just arbitrarily split the list down the middle and decided of these things, which ones are slay and which ones are a flop. The two, the two categories of life and that's how we're gonna break up talking about pop, pop culture, culture slays and flops so Kat do you wanna start with the slays of the week or yeah. flops always the slays I think start off on a good note right, I need to recover from that Black Country Road song so let's have some slay things that have happened so the first slay that we wrote down was the new Doctor Who look reveal oh, from Shooty Gatwa they look fabulous Shooty Gatwa's all done up in this blue double buttoned pinstripe suit cause it's 60 and like um, her name is uh, Millie Gibson there we go she's got this like Chanel-esque black and white belted suit jacket dress thing mini skirt boots she's giving Mary Quant by the way rest in peace she died last week do you just wanna wait what Mary Quant who's that don't look at me like that. You can't convey oh looks through a podcast. No, Mary Quant is a 60s fashion icon. She invented the miniskirt. Um, okay. Icon. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, very that. And this, um, she's got like the twiggy like bottom eyeliner with the little lashes yes, out. Yes, I noticed that. Stunning. One thing I did want to point out, right, it kind of goes without saying, they're in the 60s, she's a white girl, he's a black guy and i'm just i'm just worried this is the first person of color that's gonna be the doctor yeah you can't tell me he looks fucking fabulous fabulous but you can't tell me that he's gonna go back to the 60s and get treated the same as his companion because he's not and i'm really interested to see if they actually address that, address that or they do like because doctor who's always done this weird thing where it will be like it's colorblind when Martha Jones goes back to the 
1800s and Charles Dickens wants to shag her. I, I haven't watched Doctor Who probably. Now, <laughs> but, like, I remember one of the only more recent Jodie episodes I watched was the Rosa Parks episode. Right, I haven't seen this. It was interesting. Right. But then that was this weird, like, you're going to talk about a very racialized event that you've been doing up colorblind until then. It's like you, you can't pick and choose when you address these things. Do you know what I mean? And I think, like, there's a whole generation of us that are getting excited about Doctor Who again because of the casting of Chuthi. Yeah, sex education was massive for yeah, people in our generation. Right. I need it to be done right. I need it to be done right. Because Doctor Who, my mum, she will be listening. Um, she's Hi, like the Rick. biggest Doctor Who fan ever. She runs a Doctor Who club at her school that she works at. <laughs> yes! Oh, every so week, every week she has Doctor Who club and they all watch an episode of Doctor Who over lunch. She's been doing oh, it for years. She's a massive fan and really she, she's so excited for this. Because um, I think talking to her about it, like it's lost its mojo in the past couple years. Mm. The last Doctor that I properly watched like all the episodes for was Matt Smith I'm the same um, Peter Capaldi I'd like I watched some of it because I love Peter Capaldi um, but I just kind of stopped watching and it's just gotten a bit like meh like it's lost its mojo and I feel like getting someone this fresh and young and exciting and it's got to have a lot of new fans from our generation mm. I think and also What's His Face is coming back um, Russell T Davis a showrunner that we know can deliver coming back is probably going to be a good thing yeah i think i've got high hope the outfits are a sleigh the doctor who new season is a question, question mark. mark is a pending sleigh or flop but we're fingers crossed for sleigh next sleigh oh <laughs> so, so much excited. to say the barbie movie the new trailer's trailer. come out and all the, like, the, the pictures out. this barbie is blah 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 He's right just can cast standouts um, who are you going to talk about I'm going to say first of all Sharon Rooney so Ray from My Mad Fat Diary she's playing Lawyer Barbie she's playing Lawyer Barbie um, which is very exciting I love My Mad Fat Diary Michael Cera Michael why and he looks so strange because he's playing like Ken's like best friend and also like half the sex education caster in it Emma Mackey Shooty Gat was in it Coda Swindell um, so they're all going to be in it. Yeah, cute little it's a It's a UK-US cast mashup. It's fab. I'm just having a look through the marketing now. It's so America Ferrer- Ferreira? How do you say it? Yes, Ugly Bessie. Ugly Bessie. She's playing Love human. Love her. Um, Emerald Fennel's playing Michael Cera's wife. Um, who was pregnant that was based off a Barbie doll that got discontinued yes 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 I saw um, that because, because parents like, thought it was inappropriate th- there was a pregnant woman yeah I'm so intrigued about Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Barbie I think from because obviously the way they've done the trailer and the way they've done all the marketing is they're not giving anything about the plot away um, I get the feeling it's going to be like a Barbie goes into the real world because Kate yeah. McKinnon is like that Barbie the realistic Barbie where you cut all their hair off and draw on their face like and break on. their legs and I think Barbie, Margot Robbie's Barbie is going to go out into the real world. Well, her Barbie has captioned, this Barbie is always in the splits, which is giving, like, kid that's just, like, yanked the Barbie. Well, that was what my Barbies looked like. Were you a Barbie girl or a Bratz girl? I was a Bratz girl. Or I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles girl. <laughs> of course you were. I <laughs> love like, I Bratz. had a Bratz doll. And the Bratz movie was 
banging absolutely the live action one yeah 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 Yeah, i watched that like a few months ago and you know there's like cliche movie lines are you are you thinking of the one that's like you don't look deaf well you don't look judgmental (laughs) like the whole movie is just like um teen movie cliche rip-offs like i could predict every line and it is gold it's one of my favorite films it's so good um oh jamie Jamie demetrius is staff let's flats um bus wanker from is his name bus wanker and toothy bus man toothy bus man from fleabag no you lie no no, you lie you You have a vagina you have a vagina you've got it on you right now right now um, me and Kat just binge watched Fleabag together. Oh, God, it's so good. We are genuine femme cells. This isn't an act. Yeah, like, no, we, this is who we are. Oh, this is what we were talking about as well. We both really think that Kenna's been well cast, but a lot of people. Yeah, a lot don't of people think don't think, so. but the way that Ryan Gosling says, because we're girlfriend boyfriend in the trailer, <laughs> is so head empty, no thoughts, so perfect. Um, I think he's. Perfect I think he's Ken. a funny guy as well because I think it's going to be a comedy from he's the like trailer. A heartthrob that's always had people be like, "Wait, why is he a heartthrob?" Yeah, do you know why he's like, like slightly aged out of heart? Yeah, throb. he's older now. He's. I think he's perfect. But it's funny because the reason he was cast in the Notebook um, is because they were like, "We're going to get just the regular old Joe who isn't super hot," and then people were like, "He's super hot," so that's why he's a heartthrob because he wasn't meant to be a heartthrob, but he just is stern. My favourite thing has been the, like, memes that have come from She's Everything. He's He's just Ken. Because people are doing it with, like... There was Katniss and Peter from The Hunger Games. Yes! She's Everything. He's He's just just Ken. Ken. There was Diana and Charles. Yes! Oh, I love that! (laughs) She's just just Ken. Ken. And then, like, if you go on The Marketing's Genius, because if you type in, like, Barbie selfie on Google, you can, like, make yourself... Yeah! And you can, like, say, this Barbie is blank, or you can fill it in. Oh, genius marketing. Incredible, because everyone wants one now. What Barbie am I? Like... I also think it's really interesting that it's all on the official page for Barbie, the product. Yeah, Mattel. The film advertising is all on there. It's going to be, like, I'm um, going to be going to Midnight Viewing dressed as Barbie. Yeah, I'm going to be next to you dressed as Ken. I really like, she's everything. <laughs> He's, He's just Ken. I really like all the memes where it's like, um, like, guys in suits or like, what's his face from, like, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho walking up and be like, one ticket for Barbie, please. Like, I, that's so funny. The Barbie internet culture around this is, is going to be my Met Gala. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be fab. July 21st, save the day. Because uh, w- w- just know that when this comes out, we might just do a whole podcast episode based on the film. Because it, it's, it's Greta Gerwig, who's one of my favourite directors. She did. Have you seen Lady Bird? Of course I've seen Lady Bird. Of course, Lady Bird. would yeah, I exactly. be if I hadn't seen all of Greta Gerwig's minute? Oh, damn it. We're filming by a window. Yeah. I have these. Yellow Yellow Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I had to get one in. I couldn't let that slide. Again, may I remind the viewers I've got crippling ADHD. Anyway, Barbie movie. We're very excited about it. It's going to be slow. Guys, if you have any thoughts, we really want to talk about it. Like, so again, just DM us. Instagram, at fem.fm. My question to you guys is, who is your go-to example of she's Barbie? She's he's everything. Just, yeah, she's everything. everything. He's just he's dead. Just That's a good Ken. question. Let us know. Um, our last slate is something that 
I'm not particularly well versed in, but that Kat is. So do you want to take it away? Oh my God. So the date now is 20th of April. So last Friday, Sasha Colby just won season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Claps, clicks, the lot. She, I've been a fan of Sasha Colby forever. Um, She won Miss Continental back in 2012. Um, She is an incredible um, trans activist, performer, dancer, artist amazing person um very happy that she won and literally whilst recording this episode the all stars eight cast has dropped um and if you care about drag race um this cast is huge it's got some of my favorite people who i've wanted to come back for ages um i'm gonna get the lineup up explain it to me like i'm a baby because i'm not as well versed in drag race as you are so you know how all stars works yes to bring people back and they compete again. This is the drag race version of Catching Fire. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it is. Um, or like Survivor does All Star Seasons mm-hmm. as well. Um, the people, I'm not going to talk about all of them. The people I care about um, are Heidi and Closet, one of my favourite queens from, God, what season was she on? 12? I'm worried about Heidi. Icon, I'm ready for her to like come back. She's wearing this beautiful, like, brown leather look in the promo. Ooh. Like, so classy. She's gorgeous. Um, Jessica Wilde, who I've wanted to come back for years. Absolute icon from season two. I'm so excited for her to come back. Um, Candy Muse from season 14 is coming back. Um, Mrs. Kasha Davis from season eight, There's Always Time for a Cocktail, is coming back. La La Ree, who I think, I will play some of her music on the show, um, because she raps and is genuinely good. Like, a lot of the Drag Race girls do music, and a lot of it's bad, um, but she has genuinely, like, incredible talent. Um, And then Monica Beverly Hills, which I'm surprised about, from season five. Um, I don't know if any of you care about this, but the thing with drag race is there's just a lot of content so i'm gonna say this is a sleigh but also there's a bit of flop in there because we've just finished season 15 and immediately there's a new cast announcement for another RuPaul season must be so tired oh. when is he not filming a season of drag race never i just feel like he doesn't need to be there for every drag race he's not she's she, she, like RuPaul isn't in every single drag race i don't think he needs to be there for drag race uk honestly no i think is i would say well obviously tragically died i watch um i was always a fan of having lily savage host drag race uk Mm. um but passed away recently um i just think a lot of the time as well his sense of humor is very american but drag race uk relies on like these like really british british <laughs> yeah but then rue was like ah oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice one dead behind the eyes dead behind the eyes yeah i think i think they make a lotion for that <laughs> <laughs> barely even know her it's the classic <laughs> drag race joke that's ruined my life and the people around me's um one thing about me and kat is that if you're gonna say the sound uh we're gonna make the joke we're gonna make the joke um, yeah, Drag Race All Stars Season 8 is a sleigh. I think the cast is fabulous. I'm very excited. Um, but also a flop because, Jesus Christ, I need a break. I can't <laughs> keep up with all this content. You know, you don't have to watch it. I have to watch it. 
I have to watch it. Okay, we're veering out of Slay. That's the <laughs> end of the Slays of the week. And before we get on to the flops, we've got a tune for you. Oh, we this do. This is one of your songs, if you want to take it away. So I texted Sadie um, <laughs> when we were choosing our songs for the week. And I said to her, the reason I said it's because there are men in the band. I texted Sadie going, is it okay if I play Paramore on the show? And Sadie was like, yeah, of course. And she thought I was asking because it was embarrassing. Yeah, I was because... like, ha yeah. I mean, I guess it's okay. But like, the reason that I was asking is because there's men in the band. Um, I take it back, though, because Paramore are actually a very good band. Yes, and I picked a song from their new album, um, which is very, very good. I'm a massive fan of it. Um, a lot of people... Well, to be honest, most people quite liked it. I loved um, This Is Why, the lead single. Um... I think that's a banging song. Um, but the song I've chosen is Big Man, Little Dignity. Um, and it's kind of a self-explanatory song, talking about the song. Um, they've said that it's about men who aren't held accountable for their actions, mm. which I think is just... Calling very Men Out is very FemFM branded. Um, I really, really oh, like yeah, this song. I think we should have a segment where we just call out men by name. And <laughs> <laughs> like what they've done wrong. Yeah. Oh, I'm so here for just that. men we know. Men we know. <laughs> Then we're going to cuss you out on on air. Shout out to Curtis upstairs. <laughs> Didn't do the dishes earlier. Cussed out by name. Um, yeah, this is a really vibey song. Um, people have been like upset about Paramore's like drift away from their like pop punk roots, but like it's been years. They're doing really cool Musicians stuff. Musicians evolve. Musicians evolve absolutely. Um, We've moved like. If you've moved on from your own pop punk phase, why can't the artists you listen to? Exactly. But yeah, this song is, it's groovy. I really like the guitar riff in it. I really like, I think it's like clarinets at the beginning, um, the backing sound. These are the clarinets or oboes, but it's like very cool, very like, it's a sultry song. It's a badass song. Um, hold men accountable. Yeah, this is Big Man Little Dignity by Paramore. Sorry, I'm embarrassed for this.
enjoyed that song. I yeah, I need to play some Vibe. If you hadn't given me the context, I wouldn't have known that was Paramore necessarily. Yeah, I really like that song. I think it's like a chill vibe. I keep saying that. <laughs> Nothing it's just much kind else of to say. Like a vibe. Like I guess it's kind of like chill and vibe. Like chill and vibe. Like if I would describe this song in like two words, it would be like chill and, and also vibe. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Vibes. <laughs> Before we play the next song, we've got to wrap up our pop culture discussion with this week's flops. Boo. Again, Let's get angry. The way that we decided what was a slay and what was a flop was that we wrote down pop culture things and arbitrarily decided to Well not them. arbitrarily. We like went through and was like, is this slay a slay or a flop? But like a immediately split decided, Yeah, like we didn't think about it. So the first flop of the week <laughs> is the current like rumour floating around that Kylie Jenner is dating Timothy Chalamet. As someone who like, I love it. I love it when celebrities celebrity. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I love that. Like, and this is so celebrity celebritying. But it's also I can't believe the two of them exist in the same universe in the same circles. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I am Team Kylie. Oh yeah not team timothy oh yeah he slightly sickens me i was talking to my friend about this and like the thing with timothy chalamet is there's like some pictures of him where i'm like oh he's fine but then i'll look at other ones i'm like why is there a mole rat on my phone skinny little white boys like that who are also french stay away from me oh i forgot about that Mm -hmm. how could you forget his name is timothy Timothy chalamet Yeah, he's French. I also think if you put him in a room with like Troy Savan and you put a gun to my head and you were like, who's who? I'll <laughs> Get me out of this room. That's what I do. But I just can't imagine him with Kylie Jenner. PR stunt, yes or no? Huh? PR stunt, yes or no? I mean, whenever one of the Kardashians is dating anyone, I think it is an immediate yes, PR but stunt. to some degree it's a PR stunt. But it's like it's like with with like Kim and Pete, like you can't tell me there wasn't a PR stunt involved. Involved. I think they like think each it, other. It was still a relationship. Yeah. Then you look at like, um, have you watched the Kardashians? Not keeping up with. Have you watched the Kardashians? No, I've only watched Keeping Up with. Oh, it's so good. Um, oh no, tell a lie. I've watched some of it. Yeah, Courtney and Travis Barker, are crazy. Like they're just on top of each other pictures? all the time. They went wild. Oh, sorry, cars are going past. Zoomy woomy. <laughs> <laughs> Zoomy yeah, like, woomy. They were literally minis. at the Dolce & Cabana office in Rome, sat on each other's laps making out. Was having their wedding they, Like, and they have, like, children. It's kind of cute that they're that in love. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to... I don't know. Like, I think that's real. I don't think that's a PR stunt. I think Kylie and Timmy is such a PR stunt because they're such big names. It's always real with a degree of PR because that's just how they live their lives. Like it's all, it is like a big show in a way that's like terrifying to comprehend when you think about it. Imagine being in it. Like I always say I'd love to be famous, but like, would I? I wouldn't love to be that famous. I dropped a pen. Whoopsie. I'd love to be friends with Northwesters. She seems like a good time. Northwesters are vibe. Northwest TikTok. Have you seen the one of Kim Kardashian doing um, the So Fast Vincent and doing like 
quote unquote British makeup was having. No. If you don't know me, I'm meant for the beat. The Kardashians oh, are in their British era that's right so now. Funny. Have you seen the thing that Chloe just posted? Yes, with the wallpaper. Yeah, it looks like like the Facebook night out pics you get from people you used to go to school with. Chloe Kardashian <laughs> just posted a picture of her and her friend, and if you told me this was like someone's cousin who just yes. got a new O Poly dress and was in their like uni of Liverpool accommodation. Yep. That's the vibe it's giving. There's literally a metal door hinge on the door and like a floral like DFS wall print. It's, it's incredible. But yeah, sorry, going back. I don't know if it's PR. Yeah, Barbie wants to, like wants to, to not be. Like beyond the regular PR. Cause it just, I can't imagine that Timothy Chalamet's agents would ever be like, do you know what would be good for your brand? Kylie Jenner. And I can't imagine that Kylie Jenner's agents would be like, oh, maybe, I think she probably has more to gain from Timothy Chalamet. Appealing to, like, a particular type demographic. Of, yes, because, like, there's so many girls who fancy him. But I think, if anything, because of the, like, demographic that Timothy is appealing to, which is, like, the, the, the girls who, like, twinks, I... <laughs> so true I need to edit better I need to <laughs> consider backtracking considering the demographic that Timothy is appealing to yes. which is like the A24 demographic yes. Kylie Jenner seems like a wild what choice what rogue so rogue for any like person that works with Timothy to be like do you know do you yeah. know you should date like I don't know what they're aiming for here maybe and that's what makes me question maybe they are in love how do you think they met Oh God! Through famous friends, I feel like he's hung out with Kendall Jenner before. Oh yeah, true. Kendall Jenner hangs out with everyone because she's apparently dating Bad Bunny. And yeah, I've heard that. She was at Coachella watching his set, which leads us to another flop. Uh, yeah, so another flop of this week is the all of the controversy around Frank Ocean set at Coachella. Guys, I should we give her some context? Yeah. Is that Frank Ocean was a headliner for Coachella this week? Obviously, has not cats covering her face right now. This made me so mad. Obviously, has not performed in years. Um, This was going to be. When's the last time Frank Ocean did a live performance? Six years ago, I believe. He's been through obviously a lot. His brother passed away. They used to go to Coachella together. Is some other context. Um, But Frank Ocean's Coachella performance has gained massive criticism um the fans feel it was a huge disservice essentially yeah what happened like, oh, i agree okay so firstly he was like an what, hour two hours? late he was very late and everyone was waiting and why was he late okay so this is what the thing is apparently he like broke his ankle or pulled a ligament or something um, and he was meant to have this like super elaborate stage set like there were pictures from behind the scenes of like the orange BMW from like the Nostalgia Ultra cover there was meant to be a massive ice rink to so all the people who but were on stage with him the ankle um, breaking incident like 
that isn't something that got revealed until afterwards. All that was revealed at first was that there was meant to be an elaborate set and he called it off. And so if you look, like, yeah, if you look at videos as well of the set, um, like kind of no matter where you're standing, the stage was covered by this massive screen. So yeah. no matter where you were standing, you couldn't see him. He was off stage for half of it, lip synced Nights and Nikes, did a 10 minute DJ set in between and did weird remixes of all of his songs and then, then abruptly cut well. off. I'm saying it's curfew on a head out. And like this is the headliner of Coachella. I understand that people have waited five years to see perform. I understand if you don't want to be there, but if you don't want to be there, don't take the gig. If you don't and wanna be like, there, don't be there. People are saying like, no, like it's art, like he's taking all this money from these like rich white people. Um well, who... that's true. But then I also I think that. it he is so stinking rich where to the point where he's selling 20k cock rings on his home and jewelry <laughs> website so i feel like rings. if they're going like if so a lot of people are defending him and i disagree i'm not defending him i think he's let a lot of people down um no obviously there's like it's nuanced and i have sympathy for the fact that clearly he's not in a great space no. and that coach ella is something that he used to do with his brother who's passed away and that's very sad but you know it is as an artist of that status if you're going to take a gig that big and have so many people pay money because that's the thing the people who got tickets to Coachella to see Frank Ocean aren't like your regular Coachella Instagram influencers no this was their only chance to see Frank Ocean because he hasn't done anything in so long which like he doesn't owe um but like if if I lived in America I would try and go Mm. and it's like I don't know I just feel like if the angle that people are taking is like he's eating the rich he is also we have to remember extremely rich um and i think he's out of touch um i just i'm i'm a massive frank ocean fan he has been my number one spotify artist for the past like five years um and i'm outrageously disappointed um there is just there's always been a big disconnect between him and his fans because he's like the most quote-unquote elusive artist Mm. in the world but it's like but i think it, it it does read as quite like inconsiderate when you've always had this distance from the fans and then when you choose to perform and be a headliner and have that big show you're still you don't show that up distance. basically yeah flop also no live stream which was announced an hour before which i think is a kick in mm. the teeth um bjork also didn't live stream which i'm upset about it's like when king cruel said that he was gonna live stream his <laughs> and he didn't that, that's my equivalent yeah for sure okay what's our uh, another flop and our final flop of the Ugh. week we thought it was a general flop um the news that there is going to be a harry potter tv series well prefix this flop by this we hate um, we hate J.K. Rowling she's a horrible bigot she is an awful transphobe like she's a fear mongering hateful you know prick and uh, <laughs> prick. prick we hate her so it's like in Fleabag where she does a really good sentence and then it's like <laughs> weaky <laughs> weaky you know fuck J.K. Rowling is our official stance um, yeah I like that we can be less politically unbiased now that we're not yeah now we're not shooting radio and we can swear fuck jk rowling it sucks for me personally right i cannot convey the degree to which i was a harry potter nerd like i mean my sister were raised on it i was a lame lame kid like i 
cannot tell you how much my how much knowledge I have of Harry so Potter. Much. It's like encyclopedic. Yeah. I could tell you anything about Harry Potter and I loved it so much. It was like a real rock for me as a kid. Absolutely. Like, the Harry Potter fandom was something that meant so much to me when I was a teenager. So it's actually really devastating because and I'm sure like a lot of people feel the same way. It's like JK Rowling is so indefendable. Like she is yeah. a nasty, nasty bigot. But it's it really sucks to have such a something that meant a lot to you tainted yeah ruined in such a way because you know there's a world in which she's not a dickhead or we don't know that she's a dickhead yeah where we're really excited about a series it's the same thing as the films it's like you know do you watch the films because you're still supporting actors but ultimately she's the figurehead that's getting all of the money yeah it's difficult when something that us kids like obviously her transphobia wasn't known when these books and films were coming out as kids these things made you so excited like um and it was kind of like a safe haven Mm. and like when you're younger you have that naivety and it's like you get really lost in these worlds and it's such a like honest form of escapism Mm. and then getting older and being like well it's all based on like it's all going towards a person who I so fundamentally disagree with on so many levels and it's hard to separate you can't it feels morally wrong to attempt to separate the art from the artist when the artist is not only still actively profiting but still actively continuing to spread like such Such hatred yeah vitriolic hate this is the thing I think a lot of people don't really understand the extent to which JK Rowling is like actually really spreading harmful and she's misinformation so influential because people are like oh like she's retweeted a few things no like she's really actively yeah. backed and financially backed she goes to LG, well. LGB meetings and stuff and she's like so in many cahoots awful with people. them she's given a voice to so many people yeah and also done this really horrible thing where now she's become the figurehead for cancel culture being back she's just oh god she's just at the heart of so many problematic debates yeah and like I in my final year of my degree um, I did a module called gender and law and I wrote my like final piece which is like the most the thing I'm most proud of being at uni on the quote unquote trans debate because it's not up for fucking debate um, and like the I spoke specifically about her and I just feel like there's so much misinformation being spread and it's just all fear mongering like there's this bullshit fear of like oh my god um like a man in a wig is gonna come into the bathroom and assault me it's like if someone's gonna go into the bathroom and assault you they're going to anyway and the law like there's the I did my essay on the gender recognition act and how it needs reforming and um, like it's by law that you can go into any toilet based on self-definition and has been since 2010 like all these fear-mongering things and like like quote-unquote new fears that people have are non-issues and non-fears and simply made up to create like a fear like a genuine fear and like them and us and othering of the trans community which is just so unnecessary and so like fueled by hate and there's this whole like bullshit like um i wrote about this in it i could go on about this for you hours know i wrote my f- like last uni essay on jk rowling as well incredible it was on jk rowling and death of the author oh wow where i 
found like specific examples of problematic behavior from the Harry Potter books already. Mad. Stuff like Rita Skeeter being a woman who was described as really mannish, who would sneak around and try and spy on women. The name Kingsley Shacklebolt. Oh, if when you get into the the, the ev- girl, this is Chang. Chang, you kidding me? Got to be kidding me. But. So that, this is why we feel that the Harry Potter series a flop. is a flop because we just can't support J.K. Rowling. No, like the films and stuff and the books and stuff, like when we were kids, like we consumed that media excessively. But now knowing all of this stuff about her, like I cannot support the continuing yeah. profit from Which this. sucks because like, you know. Girl, it raised me. It sucks. There's like, like child me would be so gassed to yeah. watch the Harry Potter series I might try and pirate it or something but then I feel also morally wrong about the fact that I wouldn't be supporting the actors and the producers yeah. and the crew and stuff it's a tricky situation I just oh there's there's nothing that can fix this there's nothing that can fix this apart from JK Rowling realising shutting the fuck up which she would never but even if she shuts the fuck up it's too late the damage oh, is done yeah the damage is done unless someone like holds her at gunpoint and educates her like i just want to email her like <laughs> like she's just, just so want to email her. i want to email her and just be like girl good go, like, go, let's go hold her at gunpoint and you're like well maybe i'll send her an email what if you just call taylor up okay <laughs> yeah, yeah flop 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 flop, flop, so flop. that's our final flop of the week oh god i'm in a bad mood now we, i know she plays some god. music oh i know it's gonna cheer you up our next song is my South London pick of the week. Which you've already kind of had. Yeah. We, the fir- my first song, Magpie, is actually also slightly South London. They're pick all of the week. like somewhat South London. Um, Long time listeners who listen to the original run of Femme FM will know that I'm really annoyingly patriotic about being from South London. And so always try to fit in a song that was by a South Londoner. Um, because if you didn't know, that's where I'm from. Really? You've never yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. I'm looking in Sadie's room, and what does this coast to say? <laughs> Queen, Queen of, of tooting. tooting. Not like farting. Tooting is the name of my area. There's a tooting poster there. Where's the... There's a road sign, isn't there? It's just up tooting. there. It's stunning. Yeah, my my mum got me and my brothers and herself matching Barnet Crew, that's our surname, road signs that say we're from tooting. So cute. My eye heart tooting mug in the tooting kitchen. ride. <laughs> so, my South London song pick of the week is a 2023 song called Since We Ain't Together by Nia Shanai. It's from an EP of the same name. I think this is a really interesting song in the, it's a song that got big on TikTok, which we're seeing increasingly more as like, like the way that to musicians music. are forced to market. Oh God, yeah. But it's really interesting because the EP is four songs long and this song got big on TikTok as a sped up version because you know how people uh, yeah, enjoy doing that on TikTok. Does. Three of the songs on the EP are this song, the sped up version of this song, and, and the, the reverb. Down so the reverb. That's what. Because um, who's done that? Um, like people are re-releasing like old songs that've gone on TikTok and speeding them Didn't up and Declan down. Didn't do that with something? Yeah, Declan McKenna did it with I think with Brazil, but like, but it's so interesting that this was part of like this is a new song and it got released with both of those versions alongside it's it. It's the return of Nightcore. It says something terrifying. God, I used to love Nightcore. 
Yeah. I've got a Pierce the Veil Nightcore playlist oh on my, my YouTube to this day. <laughs> Incredible. Um, but yeah, Nia Shanae is really cool. She's a South London based uh, R&B neo soul singer. I think this is just a very funky, like upbeat, like slightly angsty, laid back R&B song, British R&B. She's been described as like Caliuchis meets Lily Allen, oh, which word. I think yeah, is like a that's very so accurate description. But this is just like a really fun box. Oh, this is vibey. Like the sun and is shining on us right now, and I'm so excited to jam. And as you listen to it, imagine if it was like really fast or like really slow. <laughs> Here's since we're together with Lily Like, classic, like, 
Do you know what I mean? that loose because apparently I couldn't play the jungle version of this song, which I think is a classic. <laughs> Modern classic. Like, we've had some a broad range of things. I'm so excited. But this, I think, is. Because I think I've, I've played a song by Crystal Waters. Spoilers you did, you Crystal. Played I played 100%, 100% Pure Love. Love. But this is, uh, I would say, much more of a classic. Uh, tell everyone about why this is the classic, Sadie. Friends of mine. And especially your housemates. Especially my housemates are imminently tuning out because <laughs> the hyperfixation I've had on this song is yeah. unreal. But I think it's fair. Curtis texts me like, oh, you're playing Gypsy Woman again. <laughs> Friends send me voice notes like, is that a jungle mix of Gypsy Woman in, in the, the background? In the background of your voice note. When I, I DJed a gig recently and one of my housemates was there and was like, are you seriously playing a jungle remix of Gypsy Woman right now. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. And that's our classic of the week. Not it's the Jungle Gypsy one. Woman by Crystal Fucking Waters. This song will never not go hard. This song is from her 1991 debut studio album, Surprise. And what a surprise it was. I feel I'm emotional about. Oh, it's so good. This song <laughs> was a game changer. Game changer. It changed the house. landscape of house, yeah. of dance. It took everything that was beautiful about disco. And bear in mind, Crystal Waters has a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Her dad was a jazz musician. Her uncle was a jazz musician. She, this is a random bit of trivia, was the youngest person to be accepted to the Poetry Society of America at 14. What? Basically, she's a multifaceted genius. Yep, and the song is and her the only person opus. capable of making Gypsy Woman. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, this is a this is a p- perfect song. The like organ refrain in it is so heavily sampled. God, it's great. Like when you think like house dance done right, this is the this song. is the song. But the problem is that she got quite frustrated because she made it too catchy. Like oh, I get sick of yeah. Well, I never get sick of the song, but like it's been around. When did it get released? What nineteen ninety one? But if you think about it, like the bits that people sing are like la da dee. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas she was like, you know, there's actually a poignant message about homelessness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those songs with a deep meaning where I'm just like, yeah. And she stands there <laughs> singing for money. But yeah, she's homeless. But that's why now she insists on having the song stylized as Gypsy Woman brackets, she's homeless. Yes. Work. What genius. I love this song. Before I play the song, we'd just like to remind you that our Instagram is at fem.fm. So give us a follow, send us a message. Yeah, one like on any post and we'll make a TikTok. Well, we're gonna make a TikTok. Cat really account. wants to make a TikTok account. Oh, don't tell me you don't. You're TikTok, like TikTok's biggest fan. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I can learn. What's tactic? TikTok. I love Kesha. <laughs> yeah, it's been a real pleasure to be femming oh, it up again. We've missed it so much. We've been meaning. So we've been talking much. about doing this for ages, but we're like busy working women, and it's just so nice to be back and be doing our favorite thing together. And we miss you guys. And we hope you enjoy it. Like, this is probably going to be like an hour and a half long podcast episode. Um, but to be fair, our old shows were an hour and... And there's no one to stop us talking now. Yeah, there's no one to stop. Um, and also, as we did before, we will release the playlist of songs that we use in this episode. And we have a playlist that we used before that we got to bring back, which oh, was yeah. our recommendations playlist. If there's anything you think we should play on the show, 
whack it on whack there. Whack it in. When this episode comes out, we'll stick that on our Instagram as well. Oh, how exciting. Right. Nature is healing. Clemfem is back. <laughs> Nature is healing. Gypsy, Gypsy woman's woman. about to play. When I when I go on a night out, I literally wake up and my phone will have a note on it that says like DJ play Gypsy Woman, <laughs> and that's how I'd like to end this week. DJ play Gypsy Woman. Woo! Do up early every morning just to do her hand now because she cares, y'all.
from the platform edge.